0: Has everyone heard about this new challenge taking over TikTok with people climbing crates?
1: Milk crates, right?
0: Yes, milk crates.
1: Upside down crates. Mhm. Pyramid fashion. Yes. I have seen a number of these now on okay. Instagram. Mhm. Mm-hmm. What is is there a number? Do we know this? Like what is the highest what is the apex of the crate triangle?
0: I do not know.
1: Yeah, what's the record? Someone's got to have some crazy
2: record with this.
1: So you you have (laughs) to basically there's like a pyramid of crates. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a pyramid. I think it's like
2: it's like a triangle, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. In in you don't walk
2: back down. You just walk up until you fall and hurt yourself.
1: What? The ones I've seen that there are steps downward as well.
3: Yes. Oh, oh the, the, it's just that the, people aren't making it. You're <laughs>
2: watching like the people who are optimistic about their chances. <laughs>
3: you're,
1: you're watching the ones that have nothing to live for, Skyler.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a guy rolling a blunt while doing it. I have seen like them, but e- everyone gets hurt. <laughs> so I'm... This feels a little bit like the Tide Pod challenge where yeah. it's like, why are we doing this?
2: This is a much more cinematic way to hurt yourself, though. Yeah. Which yeah, I appreciate. Like,
1: like Tide Pod is going out with a whimper. Uh this is going out with a bang. Yeah.
3: I saw one where this guy like was going up the thing, and then he falls like on his nuts, and then Because that hurt so terribly, I'm assuming, fell backward and, like, then landed on a crate and, like, did a backwards fold, like, Mm -hmm. definitely.
2: Did you do, like, the spinal accordion move that
1: I love so
3: much? Yeah, Out with
1: a bang, no?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely out with a bang.
0: In a country that doesn't offer universal health care, just feels like a really bad idea. I don't know, like, like don't we don't. Know we've healthcare. already demonstrated we don't care about you. So, you know that saying, "We all we got." Literally, it's not we; it's you. You're all you got. So, Americans, just just think about this a little bit, especially like
2: now, because now if you like hurt yourself really bad and go to the hospital, they're going to be like ah, sorry, like, you can't come in. We're full.
3: <laughs> you, yeah, you gotta, like, you have sit to in your go, car like, and wait.
2: You have to go ice your balls in the car and <laughs> think about, you know, <laughs> I guess check the comments on your TikTok <laughs> upload, you know.
1: That's really the only <laughs> reprieve you have is, is how viral you're going as you wait for your time in front of a doctor. I yeah. I like it. I. <laughs> some of them are really <laughs> creative. I, I saw... One woman completed completely in, like, four-inch heels and just nailed it. Yeah.
3: Wait a minute. That's
2: not nearly as fun as watching somebody
1: hurt themselves really badly, (laughs) failing it, though. Agree. First of all, This is the American way. It's high stakes, right? Mm -hmm. And when you succeed against all odds, that's when you become one of our gods. Mm. But the rest of the time we are cheering. I mean, that seems a little hyperbolic. Right? The rest of the time, it, it's like the American Ninja Challenge. You know that show? Like it's like I do know that show. We are rooting for you to like smack your face against a wall. No, dis-
2: hard disagree with the American Ninja stuff. You want to see him succeed because these are like extremely like talented athletes who have been training for this forever. So you're like, yeah, yeah, go, man. Or, or also, like, I just watched... I saw some video recently of a woman completing a course that, like, nobody had completed before. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, like, incredible. I don't watch the American Ninja thing to watch him crash. I think it's very funny, though, to watch just, like, schlubby idiots with, like, their girlfriends <laughs> filming them, like, <laughs> like, attempt similar challenges and fail. I, like, that, to me... I don't know. I I don't I guess I don't know exactly what the difference is I, in my in my brain. I guess so,
1: what I'm saying is people want something spectacular in either direction. A spectacular yes, so, win or a spectacular fail.
0: Mm, okay. Yes. So Skylar sees American Ninja Warrior as like the Olympics. Like oh, that's what you really mm. want to see the best performance out of these people. Yes. Yes. Whereas Skylar sees this TikTok challenge more like the opening episode of American Idol where, like, I don't want to see the good singers. I want to see the people who came on here to embarrass themselves who had no business auditioning ever because they're entirely tone deaf and can barely carry a tune, right? Like, that's the fun of the first episode of American Idol. After that, it's like... It kind of like, all right, I guess we're in the Olympics thing where I want to see the best people do really well. But like before that, you kind of want right. to see a train wreck. That's, I guess, and that's the
2: creme de la creme. I get it. Okay, mm-hmm. it's like that. Do you guys the remember? And movie. I know that everybody is tired of hearing about this movie because it like has come true in every way, and everybody hates it. But it's true. Is that that Idiocracy movie? Do you remember <laughs> the TV show that they watch in that the reality TV show that they're watching in that movie? No. i never watched It's just idiocracy. called Ow, My Balls. And it's just a whole oh, show right. of dudes getting their balls just destroyed Ow. on TV. And, like, I hate to say it. Everybody hates that we're comparing modern-day America to Idiocracy. But, like, this is just another example of how that is an apt comparison. I mean, even that
1: is, it's a nod to The Simpsons where they have the film... Uh, they they have this film festival, and the video that wins is football to the groin, right?
3: Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I much prefer anything that is, like, going to involve... Anything that starts with some dude wearing a dirty T-shirt, having consumed a 12-pack of Natty Ice. <laughs> hell, yeah. Uh, having a
2: really good idea about yeah, what would be a a cool beer. thing to do. And at,
3: like, beer number 10 being like, bro... You want to stack some crates? It's like, hey man, you got like hell of milk crates in your backyard, right? Is yeah. your mom home? I love this trend. <laughs> I'm so here for it.
0: My the the most amusing part of all of this is that America is such a capitalist country that one of the first comments that I saw about this was. Does anybody know who is the primary manufacturer of milk crates? Because I'd like to invest. <laughs> and that yes. Made me, like, so hard because <laughs> I was like, Look, this is like I'm going through the stages of like Americana right now, and one of them is people looking for the business opportunity in whatever is trending. I love it.
1: Yeah. Well, and like just the act itself to me, and, and like it's the same way all the way back to American Gladiators that. Most of you will fail, and you will fail in such spectacular fashion that it will amuse everyone else. And mm-hmm. the few of you who beat all odds, uh, who who are the the ones that will win within this capitalist process, uh, you're the ones that we will just uh, worship as gods until the end of uh, until the end of our empire, which really comes—it's closer and closer, I guess, the more we think about it.
0: Well, This is the second
1: level. time
2: that you have said that the people who complete the challenge are worshipped by society as gods until the end of time. And the second time
1: that I have felt compelled to point out that that feels a little hyperbolic. I have, Skylar, uh, I've got a little altar and I will have you come over and, and kneel at it with me <laughs> to every crate challenge winner. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I don't know. I, I'll, You know, I'll let it go. Let oh, it go. too much? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm the asshole. May the
3: best balls win. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, let's begin.
0: Voices. The things they said. Voices. Some from those dead. All the voices heard. Voices. In your head,
1: all the voices heard. Hello, everyone. You have Kempa.
2: And you have Skylar.
3: And Shannon.
1: And Flo, we're all together. I'm so excited. I didn't even hear Flo. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not even sure what just happened there. She said, and Flo, I'm so excited. Okay. Did we're you both together, hear that? are all together. I'm so excited. No. no oh, I just read oh, I, I just... Red or lips. Shannon, thank you for for the lip reading.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm really, really, really excited.
1: Flo, I'm sure your audio caught it. Anyway, neither here nor there. (laughs) We have a full house, and that's why Flo and I and Shannon are so excited. Uh, Excuse me.
3: I didn't say anything about excitement. I'm
1: very excited, too.
3: Well, (laughs) Skylar, you're the one we
1: never get to have anymore. So, like, (laughs) this is why, like... It's it's just nice to have you back on a yeah. little bit more of a regular basis. Um, yeah, hell yeah.
3: I like it's nice ex- to be there. <laughs> The excitement is like Kempa and Flo bursting at the seams and Shannon and Skylar being like, yeah, we're excited. Great. That,
1: that actually <laughs> is very on par with all four of us. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, what? I'm excited. What's, yeah, what? Yeah, that's fun for me. Good to be here. I'm Skylar, <laughs> whatever. Here's my water bottle.
0: Sacramento hates you, too. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, No, I mean, it's it's always just, like, such a joy to have all four of us together. Um, So I'm super pumped for this one. Um, Let's not get into it right away. Like, how is everyone?
2: So good. Real good. I'm doing... (laughs) So tremendously good. Good man. <laughs> yeah. How are How are you guys?
1: I'm fine. Flow.
0: <laughs> I'm on an upswing.
1: Good.
3: <laughs> Campus cheese is uh, so hard right wow. now. Wow. Oh.
1: Like I did not. Th- <laughs> okay. This is not how I expected <laughs> this question to go. But all right. I'm, fine. <laughs> um, I'm in a fantastic mood, and I'm just glad to be with the three of you. Uh, so I guess, like, uh, these questions aren't going to be taking us anywhere, so why don't I just begin with the episode? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> why don't we talk about something that's, uh, that's you know, fine, we won't laugh as much anymore. Uh, Forget
2: laughter. <laughs> Let's see, I I will rise to that challenge. All right.
1: Death.
3: <laughs>
1: no, sorry. <laughs> Illness. Pandemic. But uh, no, actually, for real. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, the uh, what has been happening with the global COVID va- pandemic, how it has changed here in the U.S. You know, at, in a time where we are past. Scarcity as far as vaccinations go. And yet uh, the pandemic continues to rage. Uh, We do have a third, very serious, very intense upswing in new cases uh, throughout the country, but really uh, we're seeing nationally the South being affected the most, right? Uh, From Florida over to Texas probably like up to Missouri area and then back east, things are not looking good there. And it's also affecting us a little bit more profoundly in our more rural, a word I could never say, uh, our less urban regions. Uh, And because of that, these are areas that do not have an infrastructure with hospitals, right? So folks who are now coming down with covid in these less urban areas where they are less likely to be vaccinated they have to be flown hundreds of miles away to areas that have larger hospitals more medical infrastructure and now really the entire system once again is getting Clogged, And I'm saying this without blaming anyone, right? Like, this is just the facts and, and how this is going. Right. And these hospitals, since this past spring, had started opening up again to other procedures, right? To things that they had been putting off for almost a year and a half, right? Uh, really important surgeries and things like that that they're actually trying to, to catch up with so now there is just this general rise of of a need in our hospital system and once again for the third time you know as we've all seen we are coming to a place where uh, everyone you know every doctor every nurse every person in our industry is sort of being pushed to their limit once more um, this is again happening in california where we have six counties six rural counties del norte I can't pronounce this one Tuolumne, T- thank you Tulumne. lake twalme was close <laughs> lake i'm from so wisconsin funny. folks uh, i can pronounce lake lake county uh-huh. humboldt <laughs> nevada and mendocino county nevada um And so, like, these counties are dealing with surges, and their surges are really affecting counties neighboring them. Um, So, Flo, why don't you just start us out with this? Like, what is happening with this third surge? Uh, What is the why and how of it?
0: I mean... Dave, you mostly, you know, covered a lot of it. The why and how of it is that we set this very arbitrary date of June 15th to reopen California um, without, and and also compounding that was the CDC saying, you know, you don't have to wear a mask if you're vaccinated, um, which emboldened people to loosen their mask wearing even before June 15th, um, and certainly made it so that people who didn't want to wear a mask in the first place and probably weren't vaccinated as well, you know, were now under the honor system of whether or not they should or shouldn't. Not have their their mask on. And so, you know, we started doing this right around the time that the Delta variant started to spread. Um, and Delta was like, great, this is the prime way for, you know, a variant that is far more infectious than its, you know, (laughs) predecessors to spread very quickly in populations. And so that's what we're seeing happening. Um, and so the big takeaway here is that the majority of the people who have been hospitalized and almost all of the people who have been severely hospitalized, so ICU, ventilator, et cetera, are all unvaccinated. Um, so the likelihood of you ending up in a hospital and ending up very sick in a hospital is significantly increased if you have not been vaccinated. And that's really been, I mean, we tried to emphasize that as a takeaway message from the beginning, um, but with with the Delta variant, it really is the important you know, thing to consider. We're also seeing people who maybe escaped COVID, you know, the first time um, doing maybe some, what we would consider some high risk behaviors, but not escaping at this time because there's something called the R naught, which is essentially the replication factor of how a virus um, spreads through a community. And so this uh, this R not is is very high. Um, it's anywhere from you know possibly you know two to almost eight times higher than what we would consider the R not to have been for the first one. Which basically means that the same doing the same thing, like the same sort of risk behavior, is likely to be mu- is much more likely to result in you becoming infected if you're exposed to someone who has the virus now than it was a year ago when there was a different variant that was dominant. Um, And so basically doing the same thing is riskier now. Um, And so that's why we're seeing these cases, you know, begin to increase. And what's challenging about it is, you know, that, We're now, you never know what the peak looks like until you're past it, Uh, but we are higher than what we thought was the peak last summer. Of course, we did not know that November and December were going to bring what they did. And so, you know, we really do need to now be thinking about what we're going to do to make sure that we don't end up with major surges that overwhelm our hospital systems like we did, like we had in the past. Like we don't want to go back to that. And we have enough people unvaccinated that we could.
2: What do you think, like, I haven't heard anybody talking about another shutdown, right? And it seems super unlikely. I mean, it seems super unlikely in a, in a ton of states because they have, like, you know, Republican leadership who, like, are st- still in denial about how bad this is. But it also seems super unlikely in California just because of the state of the gubernatorial, like, recall and all of this stuff, right? But, like, like, we will get to a point, if this continues to escalate at the rate it's escalating, Where they're like, what, like, I honestly like one of the eeriest parts of it to me, and one of the scariest parts. And I, you know, I'm vaccinated and I also like pretty much stick to myself, and I'm not, I don't do high risk stuff. So I'm not like worried about getting it or like getting sick from it, really. But like, I am worried that like nobody in charge is willing to like make the hard call if the hard call needs to be made right in terms of like shutting things down and being like okay this is gonna get really 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 bad everybody please go inside and don't come out for like a month or two here's here's the money that you need to be able to do that i like don't see that happening I, and i don't know like i i guess like this is like speculative but i wonder like that's the scary part to me is that I feel like if things get really bad, like nobody is really prepped to make the hard call, right, is how it feels to me. And that is like kind of the, the eeriest part about the whole thing, because there isn't really a ceiling for how bad this will get if nobody is willing to like shut the thing down and make the tough call, right?
1: Yeah. Interestingly, I haven't even thought about that on a federal level, like what Biden would or wouldn't do. I just assumed he would do nothing. On a state level, we have Gavin Newsom who is, is going – we have a current recall election going against him, right, mm-hmm. where more conservative folks, business owners, folks like that, if they are told to go back in their homes once more, they will revolt, right? Right, uh, right. And, re, you know, this, is, this includes conservative Democrats. Um, yeah, so I think that's a great question. I don't know. I also wonder what it would look like if Trump were still the
2: president, because I suspect that if Donald Trump were still the president and this Delta thing was happening right now, that like there would be a lot more talk out of the liberals about like we have to shut it down. And we have like he's being (laughs) so irresponsible by just leaving things open and he cares about the economy more than he cares about people. But we're not hearing any of that because Trump is not the president and because the people who would be saying that won't criticize Biden for any reason. I like I don't know. That's I guess another just sort of speculative observation. But I do wonder, like, if the national conversation would be different if Trump were presiding over the Delta variant rather than Biden.
0: Well, did you, I don't know if you all heard about this, but apparently Donald Trump told a group in Alabama
2: Uh, that they should get
0: vaccinated (laughs) and they booed him.
1: (laughs) I did not see this. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay. <laughs> That's
2: the limit. That, so, yeah, not even Trump not even Trump can tell these guys to get vaccinated. Yeah, he
0: told his supporters to get vaccinated and they booed him.
3: Well, he built up this like army of people that are now stronger than he is. Yep. So, I think you know what Skylar's saying about shutdown and like and and all of this is actually it's something that's been on my mind and something that especially as we've seen locally the news um now i think a couple times in the b has the b has reported out that our public health official dr olivia casirie has stated her
1: it's a sacramento county public health right
3: mm-hmm. sorry sac county um, public health official has, has stated uh her own um as a professional, as a doctor who understands what's going on, her own concern with the rising infection rates in our county and has been asking, has been really pleading with folks in the county that if you don't need to go to the ER, if you don't need to make 911 calls, like please re- reserve those for like absolute emergencies because hospitals are inundated right now. And it kind of goes back to what we saw at the start of the pandemic, which was that here in Sacramento, our public health folks were saying, like, this is really bad. And maybe we don't yet understand the why, but we know that it's bad and we understand how to slow the spread. But there was not enough backing from the people in positions of power for them to be able to make the call to say, like, stay home or, you know, do this or do that in order to slow the spread. So um, I don't know. And we're just like, we're just in such a space that like, where, where is that will, where is that effort going to come from as we're watching hospital rates rise daily?
0: I mean I think this is this is the challenge right is that like I think most public health you know professionals were saying in you know the spring going into the summer we are reopening too soon and if and I know that part of the impetus behind the CDC saying hey if you're vaccinated you don't have to wear a mask they thought was going to be an incentive to get vaccinated but what it instead ended up being was an incentive not to wear a mask, um, right? For everyone, um, right? And and I think where we are right now is that we are going to need some elected officials to have to make some tough calls. My prediction is going to be that we probably won't go back to you know the stay-at-home orders unless the spread becomes untenable in children. And with all these schools going back and all of the kids under 12 being unvaccinated and a hefty number of the kids 12 to 17 also being unvaccinated because it became available to them far later, I think that's probably going to be the place where if something happens, that's where the shutdown will start. But I think if that doesn't end up taking off you know, in, in a substantiated way, and I really hope it doesn't. I don't know that. I don't. I don't know that hospitalization rates alone and overwhelming our ICUs is going to necessarily get us there. Even though that was the policy last time, um, because I think. I think nobody is prepared to also have to offer the financial support and other and put other right. things in place the way that they the, the, the paltry way that they did even last time. Everybody is really trying to like rush getting back to normal. And so that would feel too much like not being right. And I think they're also worried that they'll lose the court of public opinion because people will say, well, you told us that the vaccine was going to fix all of this and we're right back where we were before
1: that's that's the the, biggie that's
0: the hard side of not of rushing things is that we could have actually been in a better position if everybody had just been a little more patient
1: yeah yeah um and like i think i as we move on in this episode we can talk about the infrastructure things that just aren't there which resulted in this right um but i want to i want to speak to what you just brought up right now which is schools and kids uh, let me throw out some numbers that the Daily from the New York Times, uh, their podcast put out today, their their science writer. 1% of kids who test positive end up in the hospital. 0.01% of kids who test positive, so that's one in 10,000, end up dying, right? Um, now, this is who who end up like testing positive. Um, So like there's some it's not it's not easy to determine like there's probably a good number of asymptomatic kids who never got tested anyway. Right. But um, I mean, these are numbers that, you know, if you're a parent, it's like if the numbers were this way, one in 100 chance that my kid ends up in the hospital, am I willing to take that risk? uh, one in 10,000 chance that my kid dies. I don't know what it's like to be a parent. I don't know what it's like to have to make that, that numbers sort of, uh, determination, but I can, I can assume that that's not easy to answer. Um, and so they're trying to answer that too, right? Uh, you know, in as much as Pfizer has been approved by FDA this week, finally, um, they still uh, do not have approval for ages like five to 11, right? So you cannot vaccinate a whole swath of, of very young kids. Uh, what is the answer as the entire country appears to be just so exhausted with this whole thing that they're all just like, no, nah, let's go back to school?
0: I don't know that there is an answer. I mean, we're we're in some places. I mean, thankfully, it's not as common in California, but we're actually like threatening to take away funding from schools if they have a mask mandate. Like, I, I, I just don't. The kids are not all right. That just and seems I know that backwards. They need this I mean, back. like, yeah, out of but all the of these
1: things, right. like at the very least, Counties arguing for things that will just endanger children more. Like, we, I hopefully, I don't know. And like, I don't know if this will piss off some listeners or something, but it's like, shouldn't we be practicing distancing, even if we're all going back to school? Aren't masks something that it's like, we, the science is out there on masks, right? Shouldn't we be down to do that in our schools? And that's not even... In some regions, that's not, that's considered the bad form of action, right? Chelsea was hanging with a friend of hers who is a school counselor, and she told her basically that, um, you know, students' mental health, the level that it's at, is lower as the school year starts than it's ever been uh, right, mm-hmm. and that things as serious as suicidal ideation uh, are things that she's hearing from very, very young kids that you know this this friend is surprised that they even know what that no- means to these these kids uh,
0: suicide is on the rise and has been the entire pandemic,
1: yeah, so. Like, there is this mental health side of it, but there's also this public health side of it. And it just feels like so many folks are trying to walk this tightrope in real time as we're learning as best we can about this pandemic is... Is that right, well, and flow? like I mean, not to like just dump all
2: over it, but the other side of it too—that like kids, kids are dealing with, and and kids from here on in are going to deal with more and more—is that on top of all of this too, like the climate is out of control. Like mm-hmm. it, wherever you are in the world, it's the same story. And here we, here you breathe smoke, you know, but in other places, it's a different thing. And I like in Tennessee, I not, it a does flash not, it's like flash flood kills forty people. As, like, yeah, right, exactly, and it doesn't and like that and we are seeing the ramp up of this now like this is just going to get worse from the from the, here on in and so it doesn't it isn't like obviously i take no pleasure in it and it and it is super sad but it doesn't surprise me at all to hear that like mental health outcomes for youth right now are bad like of right. like like right. of course they are like they're in the middle of a pandemic and the world is boiling itself alive
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know I don't know. I don't know. I don't, like, I guess I don't really have anything else to say about it. I just, I get it. I understand. I understand why you would be having a difficult time in an existential sense right now if, like, you have literally your whole life in front of you, right?
3: I think it <clears throat> It kind of, yes, first of all. Yeah, I think we we all get that, right? And I think it all, it goes back to... Um, even like long before the pandemic, this unwillingness on the part of lots of different people uh, to understand the importance of um the determinants of health and prevention f- for most things, right? Like, so that if if there were actually like a robust system to respond to a pandemic, albeit something that doesn't uh, happen every 20 years. But if there was an understanding that your health is more than uh, having the virus or not, or or contracting the virus or not, that it's also about having uh, food security and housing yep. security and... Also making sure that like your brain can be stimulated when you're quarantined and, you know, that um, your emotional health is is wrapped up in your physical health and all of these things that there would be, we would just have so much, I'm not saying that that would erase these mental health um, diagnoses or crises that come up, but it's just like, I don't know it's just again it's that like duh factor (laughs) like if we're unwilling to invest in people as whole people we're just going to continue to see things crumble like and if it's not under COVID and the multiple variants that come that follow it it's going to be because of climate change or it's going to be because of housing insecurity or it's going to be because, you know, the, we don't have a living wage for workers. Like there's any number of things. And I know we're talking about COVID here, but I just think that like, we can't understate enough Mm -hmm. that like our health is more than just our body temperature.
0: Yep.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, to your point, right? Like at any time, at any time, um, we could have done this in March of 2020. We could do it now. Um, if, if the, if the government was just like, here's $10,000 a person, everybody go inside for two months and don't come out. We would be done with this. We could have been completely done with this a year, like almost a year and a half ago. Now, if they, if we like, as a society, were just like, oh, Hey guys, we're gonna have to grind things down to a halt for two months. Everybody sit down and buckle in. We'll be fine when we come out the other side, but we can't do that. Like, we'll never do that. We don't, we would never, we would never invest in our people in that way. Um, And as a result, here we are. We're gonna do this for years. And also, we
0: wouldn't agree that that was the good thing to do. And so then it would be, I'm not taking the money because the government's not gonna tell me I can't live my life. Like, There's also that, like, part of the social fabric of this is that we don't care enough about each other to do something that is good for us, but is actually better for the people around us, right? And I don't just mean the vaccine, I mean even the masking and the staying home and the doing all the things, right? Like, it's something that's good for us, but it also benefits the people around us, and we don't, like, that's not enough for for too many people. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Can I just like add to, to the one little thing that I brought up, you know, about the students with the, the suicidal ideation and like one thing that struck this person was that they've never heard that from a student once in their entire time being a counselor. Um, and another thing that struck them was that for the first time in their entire time as a counselor at a school, teachers are lining up to them to talk about their students mental health. Um, And so hopefully, hopefully, because all of the things you all just talked about, are things that are weighing on these kids, right? Mm -hmm. All of these things, it's not just this pandemic, it is so many other it's so many other things Tuesday episode. Uh, (laughs) So they, it's really important that Culturally, we start shifting into that direction, not just that, like, you know, obviously on a state legislative level or a national legislative level or locally here, we start actually putting forth policy that is radical, that can actually start saving lives, but also that we focus with a laser on mental health and that we can actually build an infrastructure there Uh, that can take what we're all about to deal with in the next 30 to 50 years. Cause it's going to be, it's going to be really, it's going to be a lot.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is.
1: You know, I
2: recently um, heard something that was, that's like a weird solution, especially, especially, I mean, or not solution, but a weird thing that could be helpful regarding the, vaccine now being after the Pfizer vaccine now having FDA approval. Right. Um, I was reading somebody was speculating that what the, like what this does or what it could do is put um, health insurance companies into a position where they can deny um, they can deny people who are unvaccinated. Lovely. um, Which is like super brutal and, really terrible and health insurance should be abolished worldwide. That said, that might get some shots in some arms um, if people understand that if you don't get the vaccine then you wind up in the hospital, your bills aren't gonna get covered, right? If you add, if maybe, (laughs) maybe if the carrot won't work, the stick of in addition to like, you'll be on a ventilator, in addition to that being like, you'll be financially ruined for the rest of your life, Maybe that convinces some of these people to get the shot. I don't know. It's weird to me. It's I, I don't know. It's weird it's weird to me because it is the first time that I've ever considered like health insurance companies as being able to do anything other than be like complete leeches and vampires. Yeah. Yeah. But like they are in a position to like influence this thing a little bit, especially now that the shot has been approved by the FDA.
1: Yeah, I've been really torn on this whole thing. Like, just at this point, right, this far into the pandemic, where the the vaccines are available, um, there are people I know who refuse the vaccine and who have died, mm-hmm. and I'm sure I'm not the only person. Uh, p- possibly of the four of us saying this, uh, but also. I think we have a lot of listeners who know folks who refused it and died. And it's like, like, what do we do moving forward? Like, I don't feel good that they're gone, right? Like, in like, I just, how do we move forward? How do we convince folks? I don't want the reason that you take the vaccine or decide to, to be because your spouse died, right? right? So like, what what do we do moving forward, Flo? <sighs> Tell
0: us, Flo. I, I mean, at this point, I don't want to say we do nothing <laughs> because that sounds terrible. But I do think we're, we're at this place where a lot of people's minds have really been made up and we're now at the place where you know this is where I need my health behavior and health education folks to start talking to me about like the and, and my you know my psychology folks whatever to start talking to me about like what do you do when people's egos are wrapped up in this because you know we we also know about the people who have gotten COVID were big you know whether they were anti-mask or just anti-vax or whatever, talked big trash. And now they and people around them have been significantly harmed. And there is this risk that nobody likes to say I was wrong. And so now they're going to double down on this and continue to say and tell other people around them. It wasn't so bad because maybe they recovered themselves and don't worry about it and whatever else, because It's a lot harder to do. It's a lot easier to do that than it is to say, I underestimated this. Things have changed. And here's my new opinion on this, right? Um, Especially if you come out really hard about something and you have kind of staked your claim in it. And I think that that's happening to a lot of people. And so I actually need to rely on my colleagues for whom this is their expertise to talk about how do you allow people to save face and to change course. Um, And I think it's a question that comes up a lot even, you know, I mean, this is obviously political, but it comes up a lot in even political conversations of how do you get something wrong? And then with new information, turn, like find a way to be able to turn around and say, I thought this previously, I've learned more, and I've changed my mind. Um, It should be an easy thing. But I think, you know, going back to I mean, even within our schools, like, we are rewarded for getting the right answer more often than we're rewarded for how we come about thinking about issues and coming to answers. And so that makes it really challenging for people to apologize and to change course. And I think that's that's unfortunately what is going to be what is the big overarching issue and where we go from now because this is not people who are undecided. This is largely people who have staked a, a strong claim in not being vaccinated and not wearing masks and this isn't real or my immune system can fight this off in other ways or this isn't a big threat and i i i don't know personally how we engage in that during this third wave but that is the that's the task at hand
1: and then like i guess there's also the thing where there these folks who Like, in some ways, we're kind of like, I don't, I don't know what recourse there is. I don't know how to convince you otherwise. There's also a subset of folks that are just like severely immunocompromised who have taken their shots, or if they can't take the shots, they can't take the shot. And like, they're just sitting there waiting for this to all go away. And like, I don't, does this go away? Like what, I don't know, like, what do you say to them too, right? I mean,
2: get a get an Xbox Live subscription. Stay in your
1: house. It just sucks, right? Because they've yeah. done this for no, eighteen months. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah.
3: I think. I mean, I don't know when we when we're talking about folks uh, when we're talking about refusal to get vaccinated or um, take masks um or wear masks, I think Take a mask. it's so it's so difficult because one of the things like you think, okay, well, information, access to information is so important in all of this, right? But uh and while I feel like we're maybe not necessarily seeing as much COVID um news. And maybe maybe that's just like my news feeds. I don't know. I think it has more to do with the recall right now mm-hmm. than anything else because that's what is like really taking up in our state. Right. Um stuffing. if we lived
1: in northern Florida, it would be a totally different. It would story. be all COVID.
3: Yeah. But but in Sacramento, I think it like it's important that this this is like very important news that we are where we are in terms of hospitalization and infection rates and all of that um but but even with that information over the last 18 months like when things were at their worst people were still refusing right it's like and we've also tried to change people's minds in ways that we know traditionally don't work based on like um sorry sociologists say that like shame is not something that changes behavior um and so we've like you've we've done the like info and reason also tried the shame thing none of that has worked you have like everyone i think it's hard to meet someone who doesn't know someone who has you know had the virus been hospitalized knows someone has lost someone it just like what is it I don't I I think that does
1: work for some folks but it's like you don't (laughs) yeah you don't want that to be like part of your fucking math right like that like oh well I guess I just have to wait till you lose someone you love
3: Right. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, of course, it does work for some folks. I guess what it. I think the difficulty here is that it's not like it's not a if if this then that, you know, like if I offer this piece of information, then someone is going to take um, this a little bit more seriously. Like folks are just I mean, I read shit on Facebook or stories on Twitter You know, of people who are just like, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm waiting for more information about the vaccine. You can't make me take it until there's more info. And it's like, well, you know, the FDA just approved one of them. So, like, what else do you want? And they're like, well, I'm waiting because I really, I was thinking about Moderna. So I'm just waiting for the FDA to come out with more info. It's like there's always something that's going to keep people from the (sighs) From the vaccine. And yeah, it's those decisions impact all of us. They impact our friends who have been locked up, not locked, not locked up, jail locked up, but locked in their houses for, but also people who are in jails. Can I ask all
1: three of you, like, what is, and you don't have to say if you don't want, but like, uh, what is your... Yeah, the, the the vaccination method you went through and then what are you comfortable with today during all of this?
0: What do you mean comfortable with? Uh, what vaccination,
1: do you mean vaccination method. method? Uh, <laughs> what was your, what was of the three that you um, took
3: or four? I got oh. Moderna if, if you in got my Skylar's. butt. Uh, I did a whole and battery. In. I did okay. Skylers.
0: I did Skylers, obviously. Drive. I did Skylar's against recreation. my better judgment. And yeah. I don't recommend it. Um I yeah, I, I felt
3: I, fine though. Like I did
0: I can,
1: not. I took Skylar's and I can dunk now. So I was glad yeah. I did that.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not. Yeah,
2: you paid for the premium
1: mm-hmm. uh serum. Yeah. yeah. The walk up ass program. Um no, no. So <laughs> the, oh, all right. Well, thank you all for telling me how bad that. Question was, uh, what vaccine did you get, and how comfortable do you feel uh, putting yourself out there into the world again? Oh, I see the question. Okay. I know no, I did not ask that very. I well got. The first Ma-
3: time. <laughs> I got Moderna. Okay. I got Moderna, and I am not super in the world yet, but I do like outdoor things. Um, and I would have to like actually excavate why I haven't done more indoor things, mostly because outdoor in Sacramento is the way that you go when you can. So outdoor is is like sort of the preference, but also I would backstroke in a vat of the Moderna vaccine if I, um, were given the chance. Highly recommend. Would do again.
2: I mean, you're going to probably have to do it again come... Eight months. Yeah, exactly. In December. For you, that's like... Oh, is that December for you? Yeah. I guess it is for me, too. Yeah, I did Pfizer. I'm a Mm -hmm. Pfizer boy. I'm kind of the same as Shannon. I don't like... I don't... Like I said, I'm not super worried about getting sick, but I still just don't feel good about being around a bunch of people and indoors, especially around people who I know don't care. Like that icks me out still. I did like right after like back in June before the Delta variant had like risen. I went to I was at the grocery store and I was fully vaccinated and they were like, all right, cool, we can all take our masks off. And I was like, I'm gonna go in Safeway without a mask on. So I like went to Safeway. With a mask on, and I took it off, and was in Safeway for like forty-five seconds without a mask on, and was like, "This feels nope. way too weird." I'm putting <laughs> it back on, and putting it back on, <laughs> like, yeah, and totally wussed out and put it back on. I don't know, like I'm buying concert tickets, you know, um, but I haven't been to a concert yet. I don't know if that, you know, if that, if that says anything. Although I will say I appreciate. Um, Fox Theater in Oakland is a vaccination required uh, venue. That's so cool. Concerts there, I feel like I'll be able to go and, and not get super
1: wigged out about it. I do have a friend who I think got sick at a Questlove concert. Yeah. fully vaccinated.
0: I mean, Skylar's vaccine didn't work for me, um, you know, so I decided I'm to sorry, go. I'm sorry, have you
2: had COVID-19? I,
0: I mean, as, uh, and as a black person, it's really, because like, I feel compelled to go with the alternative medicine, because the establishment has been great to us always, and yet, and still, the alternative medicine let me down, Skyler so I went is back to the establishment. definitely not the government,
1: that's a good point. Yeah, I went
0: back to the establishment, and I got, I was given the Moderna um, vaccine, Um, I was actually vaccinated at the Sacramento Native American Health Center. So shout outs um, to them for trying to get all the black and brown folks um, uh, vaccinated. And my mom, I think I've mentioned this on the show before, was also in the Moderna trial. Um, She thought that was very important that, you know, when when people said, well, were there black people in this trial? She could say yes, and I was one of them. Um, And my mom is 71 years old. So she really wanted to represent for her demographic. Um, So... I got Moderna and where I am in terms of feeling um, comfortable is I typically, like Shannon, don't do the indoor things. Um, so I have felt a lot more relaxed about spending time um, with people that I care about outdoors after being vaccinated. I was trying to be really cautious about even doing that and how um, before vaccines were a thing, but I have felt a lot more comfortable about doing that um, with family and with friends. Um, I haven't resumed indoor activities uh, because I know that they are the riskier activities. Um, The exception to that is that I have gone back to the gym um, because I realized for me that the... The pandemic was taking a mental health and physical health toll on me. Um, And, you know, I had put on a lot of not great weight um, and was just feeling not like myself mentally and emotionally. And so for me, being back in the gym was that. Um, And so I am wearing my mask as much as I hate um, doing cardio with my mask on, I got a good one um, that I like. It's triple lined and it's kind of cool on the inside, and so that's how I'm handling that. But I, I had Can to make the decision. Can you send me a link
3: to that? I Absolutely. need
0: mask. I mean, Absolutely, to talk about I, that mask. I really like it, um, and I. I, I like, again, for me, that was that had it had all these things tied up in it. Um, but especially like it's I think it's the thing that has gotten me through one of the hardest times in my adult life um, is that I have consistently worked out five days a week since May 15th. Um, and I'm really like I, I'm holding on to that. And it's one of the things that I'm not willing to let go. Even as things get a little busier, I'm like, no, I have to keep this up because I've, I now have an even greater appreciation of just how important it is for me.
1: Yeah, um, I, I think I've been a little looser than a couple of you probably on, on some things. You know, I, I obviously went to a podcaster thing a few weeks ago. Um, I'm fully vaccinated as well, but I am also, well, not but, I, I am uh, a Johnson & Johnson And that was done. The tests were done for that before the other variants were coming out, right? The South African, all the other ones. Um, And to my understanding, I haven't gotten sick. I've been okay. Uh, But I just... The only time I go anywhere is usually if there's an outdoor area. But like I... I will try and sit in the corner of somewhere if it's a daytime thing and there's literally nobody there. Uh, And part of what makes me comfortable doing that is that here in Sacramento, I hang out with no, nobody who is older. uh, Really, uh, you know, nobody who's older than late thirties, early forties. And so I, I, feel less uncomfortable, you know, being somewhere at like 3pm on a Monday, if I just want to like get a burger or something real quick. Um, But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, the longer this goes on, it's just like, uh, you just I, looking at the numbers as I prepped for this episode, I got more and more concerned. I had no idea it was going in that direction. And I know that the Biden administration was saying, like, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated now, but that doesn't matter. Uh, and mm-hmm. that is something that, like, even if there are people around us who... Are not getting vaccinated like there is still i think an onus on us to be careful as we navigate the world um and that's something that has struck me the last couple days that like i think i want to start tamping down harder uh against uh this and i want to start having more uh just just safer behavior uh even if it is like legal to do different things We have to be so much better uh, because there are so many people who aren't ready to do better yet. That's where I've landed on it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Dave, speaking of people
2: who are getting ready to step up and do better, um, say that there's a person who, you know, they're vaccinated, they've been playing it safe, but they have been going in, to Starbucks every day um, to get a Frappuccino after lunch. Um, And they know that it's a risky behavior. Uh, And like yourself, they're kind of taking second stock and looking around and being like, you know, I probably shouldn't be in here every day uh, or even once a month, really, uh, spending this $5 on a Frappuccino after lunch, right? So what the thing is that this person now has, of course, an extra $5 a month uh, going around and they're looking to step up and they're looking to do the right thing. And I'm wondering if you have a recommendation for this person about what they ought to be doing with that $5 that they're saving now that they're not having a
1: Frappuccino once a month. It's a great question. Excellent question. And this is for all you frapp drankers out there. The frapp boys. Frapp boys. I don't know how, how many of you are out there drinking fraps Post-lunch and Starbucks. Knock it off. You're
2: prolonging the pandemic.
1: You you might be. Otherwise, uh, I don't know. Maybe you're not. I don't know how safe you are about this. But uh, I assume a frap is around $5. So let's say you're doing this once a a month. You're going out there getting your frap. Uh, Get get your frap on. I might argue, don't. And instead of that, you can double- the episodes of Voices River City you're getting every month, right? So you are getting four episodes a month. You are getting every Tuesday a free Voices River City episode. Imagine getting one every Friday where we are swearing. Where so much. There, I say so many swears on those. Oh yeah. There is there are entirely new storylines. We are mm. we're showing you cells of the original Simpsons. We are. Uh, there's nudity, maybe. I don't know. They like. There's a lot going on on these uh, pay episodes.
3: <laughs>
2: they are extremely titillating.
1: So. Titillating. <laughs> <So,
3: laughs>
1: okay. So anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, f- as little as five dollars a month on our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/VoicesRiverCity could get you double the episodes they're really fun and they're like pretty different from our usual Tuesday episodes Mm -hmm. uh which makes them a little bit more fun like we really Mm -hmm. do view them as the episodes for the real ones uh and so hop on there and check them out um and for law enforcement yeah uh cops you will love those episodes
3: Mm. the uh, cops they, they're writing us all the time telling us how much they love those yeah
1: ones. they're like oh dave can you put more of those out there and i'm like oh you know you just gotta wait till next friday anyway <laughs> sorry Officer. chief yeah it's it's mostly chief han as we're doing uh, acro yoga obviously and, yeah and i'm holding him up with my legs and he's like flying and he's like i'm on top of the world dave and i want more episodes and i'm like chief you gotta wait till next friday uh but otherwise uh that's just kind of how our episodes work you gotta wait till friday um and then uh we are on socials uh twitter and instagram at voices river city facebook voices river city we have a little store voicesrivercity.com shop you can get a t-shirt you can get a coffee mug you can get a koozie for your white cloth so many things And then uh, I guess we are just ourselves on our socials. I am at Uno Kempa on Twitter, Y O U K N O W K E M P A. You can find me
2: at Guillotine for You. That's Guillotine, the number
3: four, Y O U. Uh, I'm Shan N.D. Stevens.
0: And you can find me at Flojane, F L O J A U N E.
3: All right,
2: well, may I say again, it was such a pleasure to do a show uh with the three of you uh, yeah, such a nice time. I hope that you, our listeners enjoyed it as well. um Same. the delta variant is very real, so even if you are vaccinated, please um, keep 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 it up, keep keep being safe with it uh, for just a little bit longer and uh yeah. I only tell you that not because I want to hassle you, but because we love you and we really want you to stay safe. Stay safe.
0: Stay healthy.
1: And uh, once more, stay the f*** away from me. And You know, I, yeah, anyway,
0: we'll just leave it at that.